0: In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. This episode is sponsored by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams.
1: Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host, folks. Uh, So glad to be here today. It's a a wonderful, wonderful uh, late summer's day. Um, Things are things are popping i know this time of year you guys are uh super busy and you are trying to get everything you know wrapped up together and um you know be headed into the you know before we head into the winter season and it's these moments these these end of year moments where we have to start thinking about next year we have to start thinking about uh, our plans. How are we going to reinvent ourselves? How are we going to reinvigorate our business? How are we going to stand out from the competition in yet another competitive year? And uh, I'm so glad to to have a, a wonderful guest on our show uh, this uh, this day, uh, Paige Worthy, uh, one of my 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 preferred. I'll tell you, Paige is my preferred copywriting professional. She is amazing. She's got a in-your-face uh, voice and style that I, I can't help but to love. And uh, she's been an inspiration to me for several years now that, that we've known each other. Before we get into the show, I just want to remind you guys that you can find this, um, episodes of this show on PCA Overdrive, where we have 500 hours uh, or more of video content. It's 5.99 dollars a month, or it's free with your PCA membership. Just go to PCAPaintEd.org and download it or find it in the App Store. Um, uh, other couple cool things that are going on in the PCA world. Um, there are some events that, that are going on. So go go down to the uh, pcapaint.org and check out our events, upcoming events. Um, if you are trying to get help in your business um, and you just need to, to chat with somebody, I want to point you guys to a resource which is called the Ask a Peer Program. Um, I'm on it. A few other people are on it, and uh, this is a free resource where you can just get a little bit of feedback and a little bit of help unpack some of the stuff that's going on. Uh, if you and I'm actually as a part of this, you know, show I'm actually offering you uh, an opportunity to hop on my schedule. Just go to hakes.digital Digital for a free Ask a Peer session, and we can uh, we can chat with each other. Um, okay, so. I met Paige um, a couple years ago when I was getting uh, my certification in the uh, copywriting model called StoryBrand. And um, we were uh, getting our certification at the same time. She had already come from years experience in in copywriting uh, as a professional writer. I was just a little baby on my journey and we uh, sat next to each other and we hit it off immediately. And as we were talking before the show we were talking about this idea that as a company when you're in a small business especially a trade like ours where there are a lot of competitors um standing out is difficult and and i'm i'm kind of of the belief the personal belief that just doing a good job and being responsible and reliable is kind of enough to like really stand apart, but conveying that online and why that matters is hard and also conveying um, a, a sense of personality when you are you know producing content online is also really challenging. I remember uh, some of the early days in my first company where I would sit down to write a blog article about something and I just, I didn't know how to write it. Like anytime I sat down to write, it sounded kind of weird and academic. And and that's because like my friends are academics and, you know, and, and so I just, I just kind of, kind of come from that world. I live in that world. And so, you know, after a while (laughs) I was like, okay, my business is a 40 year old woman and that's how I'm going to write. And it just, it just didn't come out as genuine and, and, and authentic. And I feel like I struggled with that for a a long time. And so I know that as I As I, you know, I'm friends with a lot of contractors online and I, and I follow your businesses and I see the type of content that you're producing and I, and I can just tell that there are some folks out there that feel unsure about what they're producing and how to produce it and what's going to, what's going to come off as, as authentic. And I think that's what I want to get down today is, is how do we produce an authentic voice for our business? that allows us to differentiate from our competitor so let's get into this conversation uh, i want to introduce to the show Paige worthy hey Paige! welcome Hello. to pay Ed. thank How are you, you
2: oh my god well i think i finally stopped blushing after that lovely introduction <laughs> <laughs>
1: I try to, Uh, I try to pump you up, but don't think that I'm not going to ask you the hard questions. I pump you up and then I'm going to take you back down. Oh
2: boy. All right. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I've, I've been super excited for this, this conversation and, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's so natural to, to feel like, uh, You know, like oh, I don't. There's so much pressure to to show up in this way and like do my marketing right. And Mm -hmm. like it's when marketing isn't what you do every day. um, Like there's a reason that marketers like me exist. Right. Because people don't know what to do. They don't feel comfortable trying to do this on their own. Not everyone has the luxury of hiring a professional marketer. It's an investment. It's um, you know, it still requires time from you. Um, it's, it's just not in the cards for everybody. So if you're put in the position of having to do it, um, it can be really hard to put yourself in a position of both authenticity to who you are and who you want your business to be and get the information out and be selling and like, and, 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 right. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that, you know, where I, when I am making recommendations to contractors on, you know, ways they should be, you know, marketing their business and different mediums. There's, I mean, there's so many different things that you could do. There are lead generation sites, there's social media, there's Google, there's all this. Um, I personally tend to go back to, um, Facebook and email, those tend to be the mm-hmm. places where I say, you know, yep. uh, bang for your buck. And, 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 in terms of being able to control the narrative, social media and email is the, are, are the two places where I feel like you have the, the most control, yep. but when it comes down to, um, putting together a story that, um, you know, is interesting and engaging. You know, it's like you, you put it out there and all of a sudden you, you, you know, it's, it's crickets. If it feels like nobody's seeing this, nobody's engaging with it. And, uh, and that's kind of devastating. It's hard to feel confident in what you're producing.
2: We, we assign so much like personal worth to, you know, the level of engagement we're getting, the, the number of opens and conversions that we're getting and like, There's a whole other conversation to be had about divorcing, (laughs) you know, personal value from, you know, professional marketing gains or not gains. Um, Yes. Yeah, I, I used to work at a social media company called Upworthy, um, no relation. me Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and i also and i also did not start it but uh the woman who managed our email sends and we had hundreds of thousands of people on our email Mm -hmm. list even back in yeah whenever that was um we would for especially big launches do like a, a zoom call or something and she would put on this huge like football helmet before she clicks send. Like that's, that's how it can feel sometimes. Like you yeah. are preparing for this collision course with the interwebs, right? Like yeah. it's, yeah. you never know for what's sure. going to happen. Um, and you know, it's like, will they like me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's, and there's this uh, trust factor that you want to be able to convey that can be kind of mm-hmm. difficult. And, and I know for me, uh, and my company, um, you know, the, the short background. So I, you know, just got back into the contracting game. My, my listeners know this, um, a couple months ago and I partnered up my brother who was, um, working as a sole proprietor, just an independent contractor. Now my brother is, uh, I'm the oldest in, in my family. He's the youngest. There are seven of us. Um, I'm wow, I did not know he's... that there
2: were that many of you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are a lot. And uh, so, so I'm the oldest, I'm 37, and he's 22. Um, the, the the issue is that I look 45 and he looks about 16. Now, he looks a lot younger. Than... <laughs> he looks Sorry, younger. man, I'm not,
2: gi- I'm not giving you 45. I'm not giving <laughs> you 45. <laughs> but he does look like a baby.
1: Yeah, he's a young guy. Um, but he's so talented is the thing of it. And and I remember sending, you know, just kind of helping him get that initial push and we'd bring him into houses and um and the, the customers would comment on it and they would um it would not in a good way, you know, they were they would get concerned that he just looked so young. He and he didn't uh, have
2: the experience that
1: that's right,
2: that they felt they needed to feel comfortable with you as a contractor.
1: That's right. That's right. And so I, you know, you know, we we have a lot of things in common, a lot of philosophies that are, you know, that in common with the with the regards to branding and all of this. And I and I just thought there's no way that we are going to be able to um, create a facade like where this, you know, older, experienced, um, polished company, like we have to lean into this. Um, You know, we have to go at it with a younger feel and we have to turn the camera on you and show people what you can do because they have to have they have to gain that comfort level. And so out of that, we've created this this brand voice that is a little bit hipper. It's a little bit younger. We use TikTok and repurpose that video on platforms that um, people are engaging with, we use, we use music that maybe they're not listening to. Uh, but, but the, the ex purpose has been, we got to show them what you can do. And we're using video to do that. Yeah. Um, and that has really become an important part of our brand voice. Um, but I don't know that other people could necessarily just start replicating that necessarily. Nor um, should they. if it is, right. If it's not genuine. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel like I kind of stumbled upon that, uh, you know, nearly by accident or out of necessity, just based off of like, you know, look, we gotta, we gotta show people what you can do by the way. Nobody complains about the age thing anymore. They ask for him by name because they trust that, you know, right, right. And um, so how can, a, just how can a note, yeah, please. I, please?
2: I think, you know, you say that you stumbled into this, But I think what actually happened is that you were paying attention. You were paying attention to the cues that you were getting and you were getting Mm -hmm. an understanding of who your customers are and what they need to feel comfortable with you as a business. And when you when you hit up with that objection, you you had to find a solution and you used your creativity to figure out, okay, how do we how do we actually lean into this? How do we create legitimacy, but also have some fun with it?
1: Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. and I think that
2: you did that really beautifully. The other thing about your brand voice is, you know, knowing knowing you in the capacity that I know you, the the voice feels very you, like mm-hmm. you with your pink sweatshirt and your flat bill cap, like the. Sure the vibe of the videos and, you know, everything that you're doing in your company's marketing, like it, it suits you. Um, There's, there isn't this feeling of disjointedness um, where, you know, the, where the label on the wine bottle looks amazing and then you drink it and you're like, (laughs) Oh,
1: Well, yeah. And that, I mean, that is, uh, that is such a good point, right? That, that analogy is so, it's so uh, attuned to our industry because so many times people have, maybe they've created a nice website and then the Mm -hmm. customer kind of gets lulled in by a great website, but then the people show up. And it's a lackluster experience. They've got, mm-hmm. you know, papers all in the dash of their van and, you know, and they're just not they're not looking like what they're representing. And so yeah. one of the reasons why I thought, man, it'd be so good to have Paige on to talk about this is because I feel like you have... Um, you know, you've maybe maybe I stumbled onto this using intuition and and just being kind of like so um, unapologetic about who I am that that I'm willing to just put myself out there. Yeah. Um, but I think for others, I think that we need a little bit more guidance in terms of like, yeah, like, you know, like how do I, how do I do this? Where do I begin by actually establishing a voice that is likable or different enough to, to that's me for people to notice? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um tell us. Because pe- pe- <laughs> <laughs> well people really do crave relationships with brands that they connect with. Um mm. like nobody wants to do business with you know a company that bores them stiff or offends them or mm-hmm. you know just otherwise gives them anything but good juju feelings, right? But yeah. For a long time, we just kind of had to, like, as consumers, you know, go by word of mouth, like, yeah, these guys are good. Um, you know, we we weren't able to take cues from marketing because creative marketing wasn't necessarily something that a lot of small businesses had to do until, mm-hmm. you know, really recent decades. Like, I feel like marketing has leveled up into this hyper personal place. Mm-hmm. Only recently, um, when before it was like, "Yep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a neighbor who," and people probably yeah. are asking neighbors all the time, like, "Oh, who put did my you name in the your... phone
1: book," you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Hope for a good referral, um, mm-hmm. things like that. But but now, you know, with people living their entire lives on on social media and you know, basically sleeping in their inbox, like we're we're just so online. Um, Yeah, there are there are opportunities and there's actually a need to Mm -hmm. really define yourself there. Like, yes, a shiny website is a great first step. Yes, having pictures of the beautiful work you've done is a great step. But you also need to make the message mesh with who you really are and Mm. be able to give. This is a huge part of branding. It's consistency. So being Mm -hmm. able to take what's online and have a clear line all the way through to that meeting with you and the experience that someone's going to have once the scaffolding is up, the brushes are wet, you know, like, I don't know that much about painting. I know that I suck at it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and that's why I love you people, (laughs) um, yeah. Relatively new <laughs> homeowner. There's been a lot of yeah. in my life for the past year and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. So, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, as, you know, as a marketer, but as a, as a new homeowner who has, you know, I mean, inevitably the the internet is listening to you. Your phone is listening to you. You've probably been seeing a lot of, you know, advertisements and things just popping up. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, you've, you've had to, you know, hold back your tongue on some of it, but then some has maybe (laughs) engaged you, um, you know, what, what, what can we do to really just be part of this? You know, I feel like it's being part of a, a, the, the, the broader community or the local community rather than just smattering people with advertisements. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's really right. (laughs) Um, so I, I think, I think one thing that people don't think about enough is, you know, there's straight up advertising, but then there's also this, this building of affinity with other content. Like Mm -hmm. you, you with your, with your TikToks, right? Like that's, Yep. yep. That's, it's kind of advertising, but it's also not like a flashing sign, like, hire us now, right? It's like, here's a peek behind the scenes. Like here's us, I I keep going back to this video of y'all painting a ceiling um, just because it, and so being a homeowner who is scarred by having painted her own ceiling, also painting around ceiling fans, forget it. Forget it. Yeah, I mean, um,
1: yeah it's kind of annoying.
2: I'm <laughs> like a, th- a couple of videos I saw were like, yeah, just take the blades off. I was like, absolutely not. They'll never <laughs> go back on and I'll just have this little spinning disc up on my.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that ain't it. Um. So what was I going to say? Yeah. So like that's that's also this like you're giving people some insight into who you are right so people yes people are buying a service but they're also entering into a relationship so um you know it's 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 almost like dating right where Mm -hmm. like you in those early stages you're really trying to get a sense of who that person is some people just want to hire a painter they just want to get the project done right but some people can look forward and know like, okay, these four walls aren't actually the only walls I'm ever going to need painted. Right. Right. They know, okay. I, I really want someone who I can trust will do a good job the first time who will maybe check up on me to see how it's going. Um, you Mm -hmm. know, how the whole project is holding up that I can call again and know that like, they're going to call me back. They're going to, come by, take a look at the space, whatever. They're going to give me good advice. They're going to give me a fair quote. Um, like that's all part of the experience and create, you have to, you have to cultivate that message and that the seeds of that relationship. Like yeah. you have to do that. Yeah. Um, and so sure. there's, there's so much that goes into it.
1: Yeah. I think that there's just this strong element of, you know, the uh, you know, on, 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 They have the customer where they're just like, I don't know what I'm getting, you know, like that, that being able to answer that question, what am I getting is Mm -hmm. hard for services because you don't get it until it's until you're getting it like you have to, you have to put in the down payment, you have to pay before it, it goes into production. Yeah,
2: it's a leap of faith.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's not like your phone where you phone, like you can go to the store, you can play around with it, they give you all these commercials. Yeah. You 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 know exactly what you're getting, and it's manufactured yeah. before it gets to the to the sales floor. It's right. all done, it's been QA'd. It's you know, yeah. people know that it's a, a functioning phone where that's just not the case with services. And yeah. so by using your um by using your brand voice to give your customers a peek into what they're getting. I think it's a really strong way of doing it because they just have to feel comfortable uh, about that purchase decision. Yeah. It's it's the comfort
2: level for sure. I mean like nothing, nothing is going to give the tangible result until it actually happens. Right. Um, And that in its, in itself can be scary. like, you talk about it's not like your phone, um, but I'm thinking of, you know, the difference between a, a paint chip, right? Like something mm-hmm. that you pick off the wall um, mm-hmm. and then the little baby sample that you get, mm-hmm. you know, that costs like $10, whatever. And you put it on with a shitty sponge. Excuse my language. Um, you, put, you put it on with a, <laughs> <You're> fine. <laughs> you put a, Slap the explicit label on there. It's no, over.
1: Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> I I, uh, I was waiting. I was waiting. I was like, come on. I can't. Holding, I'm like, yeah, how long back. did that
2: take? <laughs> we have to put an explicit label on every single episode of our podcast. <laughs> and it's 100% because of me. It's fine. Yeah. Um. So, and then you take the can home, right? And you you sploosh a couple of swipes mm-hmm. of it up on the wall. You get a couple of coats in like a little square. And even that isn't what you're going to get. Because, right. Right. my God, once you get once you get the final thing and it's in the whole room and you have already committed to it, basically like you've got it. And, um, so like for me, when I'm working with a painter, um, kind of in the same vein as a hairstylist, right? Like if Mm -hmm. I walk into a hairstylist, I'm like, yo, buzz me up. She's going to be like, madam, <laughs> i implore you do not buzz cut your hair so like i actually want someone to come in as a guide and be like are you sure that yeah. this froggy green is a good pick for or like are you sure that this yeah. bright ass yellow color is good for your bedroom um right I'm, the answer is no right we don't we don't like right bright yellow in a bedroom. No, I don't like bright yellow very much anywhere. Um, so anyway, like that's also part of it, like being kind of standing in your power as a brand. Like I think having a point of view in, Mm. in your brand voice, in your messaging, um, and like, whether it's encouraging people to shy away from making a statement with their paint or saying like, Hey, It's just paint. Like, let's have fun. Yeah. Yeah, Try something. Um, Those are two very different styles of coming to your customer. And it's it's going to attract different types of customers. Like, I painted a bathroom black a few months ago. Right on. It's lit. It looks so cool. <laughs> like, yeah. That bathroom looks dope. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's great. But like, oh, I told my mom I was painting the bathroom black and she was like, well, you "Really?" <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. So there are a lot of different people out there and the voice that you concoct for your brand is going to dictate who gravitates toward
1: you. Right 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 um, and, uh, I, yeah. and i think, and I, can, I think
2: we have to we have to not be scared of turning people off to an extent we have to sure. be we have to be ready to accept that hey i'm actually not for everybody that yeah. is a stance that i have taken for myself in a massive way um yeah. and i love it i think it gives me power it gives me freedom it gives me better client relationships because I know when I start with these people, they know who I am, and right. they have opened up to me to show me who they are. Like I have created a a culture with my voice of openness, transparency, honesty that mm-hmm. um, that I one hundred percent treasure, and um, and I really expect nothing less of my clients.
1: Like it's
2: two way street.
1: Oh, totally. You know, I remember, uh, on one occasion, um, with my last company, I was at the paint store and, um, I would do this occasionally. I would go into the paint store and if somebody was, uh, at the, at the wall of, you know, paint chips and stuff like that, I would just, I would just kind of, you know, spark, spark a conversation and, See if they were, you know, needed help or anything like that. Yeah, and you know, I have the background in art and all that, and color Right. So, you know, I, it was a good, it was a good technique. You know, I'd, I'd get some leads yeah. from it. So yeah, I remember I mean, talking. It, it
2: sounds, it sounds better than the uh, story brand guide showing up at a coffee shop and propping the book up on the table. I. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: pretty bold. That's pretty bold. Way um, to engage, so... guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i love that
1: yeah yeah so it's it's a really it's a it's an easy thing you go to lowe's on a saturday oh there's a lot of people looking at color chips go pass out your card right so um i you know i'll do this from time to time and uh and usually i'm like oh you 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 looking at uh think about different colors for your house you know and uh, they're like, yeah, it's, you know, just trying to figure it out. There's so many. I'm like, I know it's so polar, you know, it's so paralyzing. Um, and then I, you I know, see myself. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Doing, doing the whole thing. And uh, and so it usually, you know, leads to a little conversation. Well, anyways, one time I was talking to this lady and I was like, yeah, my my business is just across the street. Um, and she was like, oh, I I almost called you guys, but I uh, I didn't see any pictures that were that matched my style. Mm. And, and, there was part of me that was like, "Well, we can paint your style." But yeah, but but uh, but then there was also part of me that was like, "Oh no!" Like, are we are that defined that we are we are we are getting the projects that we want because people who don't want what we do are. Finding somebody else.
2: They're self-selecting. And we talk about that's that right. a lot in my business. Um, yeah. Like it's not a bad thing when people say no before they get to you. There's mm-hmm. no time wasted on either party's part. And mm-hmm. you know, it's I say yay for people self-selecting out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was also this element of like, well, okay, well, what is your style? Right. And, you know, I think that she was, uh, you know, that she was maybe a more traditional style. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was just like, all about mid-century modern. (laughs) and I mean, same. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, I'm I'm a millennial, folks. That's how it goes. So, uh, you know, we... Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but, but I was, I thought to myself, well, you know, she's not necessarily a person that I wouldn't want to have as a cu- customer. And yeah. so maybe that's an opportunity for me to showcase more, um, like i have a, a section on my website that is traditional and to be able to mm-hmm. show that, yeah, we can do traditional too. We're not, you know, one trick pony here. Um, and yeah. so, you know, I think that either way you look at, it, I think that the the way that you um, it's it's about setting the intention and knowing, yeah. like you said at the beginning, listening to your audience to see what what it is that they care about, what they need yeah. and making sure that you are using branding to showcase that not only through what you're uh, what you're. Displaying via pictures, but also mm-hmm. through the words you're that you're putting it. out there. How you're Absolutely. talking about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Paige, talk us through a little bit of how to how to express our brand our brand voice through writing.
2: Yeah. So, I I think I'd love to just jump in and talk about like, hey, here's how you use it. But I think talking about um, defining it is a really great first step. Like I'll admit to occasionally winging it. Um, like it's, it's pretty easy for me to write as myself. Um, sure. I, although I'm in the midst of retooling my website and it it is a nightmare. It's a nightmare trying to write website copy for myself. Um,
1: yeah. It takes me forever I, to paint my own house. Am forever. I
2: allowing, <laughs> am I allowing myself to outsource the work? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because right. why would I do that? It would be too easy. Um, I
1: refuse. Totally. Yeah.
2: <laughs> have you ever outsourced painting in your house?
1: No. It takes forever. <laughs> it takes me forever to paint. <laughs> and
2: you just deal with it, and you just deal yeah. with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. If it was okay. somebody else's house, I'd have it done three months ago. But I've I've barely done one room. So. <laughs> I've
2: I've actually had to. uh, Agree to like pay myself a bonus if I get oh. this part. Of, like, I am going to put a couple thousand dollars into my personal bank account from my business when I get my homepage rewritten. I had to there do it. Go. I yeah. had to do it. Um, so, defining your voice. Um, we've already touched on the fact that um, a big, a big part of this process is actually figuring out, okay, who is my customer? Um, what do they want? What are, what are some words I would use to describe those customers as it relates to the work that I'm doing? So, mm-hmm. you know, your example of the, you know, the woman who is super traditional in her interior design with her paint, um, you know, if, if she's not your ideal, okay, who is? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so describing a, you know, a homeowner who, uh, you know, sleeps with a West Elm catalog under their pillow, who, uh, that might be me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
1: It's like oddly You know, just like
2: (laughs) thinking about those. Oh, I have a beef with West Elm right now. We don't need to get into that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, so, you know, like, what are the characteristics of that person? What are they looking for? Sort of like that that step zero of creating a story brand brand script where you identify like, okay, mm-hmm. who actually is the customer before you even think about what they want. Um, right. What's the, what's the demographic and then what's their personality. And then you do the same thing for yourself. You think, okay, what, what is the service I'm providing? What do I most like doing? Cause that's going to be a big part of shaping the content that you create. Like, the everything to everyone approach um, painting with a broad brush, so to speak, is oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. you are you welcome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to have a talk with myself after this. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So like really define like, what is it that lights us up as a business? Like what, What projects do we finish and and genuinely think like, man, I can't wait to share a picture of that or like, man, I'm really, you know, I want to do more stuff like that. Write it down, make a list, um, like committing this stuff to a sheet of paper is a big part of the process too. Like having it locked in your head, um, the operative word there is locked. Um, yeah put it especially yeah. if you have a team this is the kind of document that you're going to want to make available to everyone on your team to help them understand yeah. like this is this is who you work for this is what we're putting out into the world like it's really important um and then you want to think about your personality so one of the exercises that I take clients through when I am coaching them through creating voice um or doing it for them um is what are four to five adjectives that if you if someone were describing your brand like they would describe a mm-hmm. friend yeah what words would they use so like mm. in my case um i hope that someone might say witty outspoken um kind of like ballsy
1: <laughs> yeah i'll take doesn't hold ballsy. back
2: yeah. um yeah it doesn't hold back so like those are and um you know, I'll take clever, great. Mm-hmm. Um, compelling. those are those are all words that start to make a shape in my head of creating content that really has a point of view, that really doesn't pull punches. Um, and that doesn't drill me down into deliverables at all. That doesn't take me Mm -hmm. into, you know, what am I going to, what social media posts am I going to write? What's the subject line of my next email? Like, right. That's not what we're doing here. We are really, we're up here. We're in the, in the ether. Yeah. Um, and then on the flip side of that, what are, you know, X number of adjectives that if you heard someone use these words to describe you you would run in the corner and cry like what Mm. do you
1: absolutely
2: Mm. um you know like dry dry is one that i absolutely never want to hear um
1: oh yeah
2: i also like despite having a point of view um i never want to come across as self-righteous or condescending those are two Mm -hmm. um big cry in the corner adjectives for me Um, uh so so really like Having those in opposition, like having those two lists of words, um, can start to build some guardrails for you, um, Mm -hmm. to, you know, they're like your bowling bumpers, right? Yeah. yeah, So they, they start to give you some idea of where you're headed. Um, and then the other, the other favorite exercise I have, um, and I, i'll be interested to to hear if any of our listeners actually try this um it is the celebrity spokesperson exercise where you think through you know who not necessarily like how they look or like if it's an actor the movies that they make or anything like that but actually the way that they conduct themselves in in public um yeah and and it there might be some some lifestyle elements too, like what what causes do they believe in things like that. But yeah. you want this this figure that most closely aligns with how you want to show up in the world as your brand. Um, right. I actually struggled with this for my own business for a long time, and I think I finally, after seeing uh, a series of Instagram slides of some quotes from her. Um, it's Jennifer Lawrence. Are, do you know oh, do you know Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. I know so Jennifer, yeah. So, <laughs> so she <laughs> made she made some very politically charged statements um that mm-hmm. were collected in this in this series of slides. And I was like, oh rad. I love that she's I love that she's coming out and talking about this in no one's uncertain terms. But right. she she manages to say these things. I mean and, and like said them with choice words, too. She cursed yeah. she used some unsavory, uh, you know, words for certain parts of the body. um like it was intense <laughs> reading that stuff. um, but she's also she's I think she's hysterically funny. she's yeah, she's kind of awkward and really owns it. um
1: uh-huh. she yeah.
2: she has a ridiculous laugh. um like she's she's very natural. Like she doesn't come across as really put together. I mean, she fell up the stairs at an award ceremony for God's sake. Like <laughs> she, I love this girl. Um,
1: yeah. And I like her, manages, I liked her, uh, between the two ferns with the Zach Oh, really I haven't watched that, but that I, I it's, it's know <laughs> what I'm doing
2: over lunch. Yeah um but the other thing is she also manages to be like almost universally well liked um yeah she's she is so enjoyed she's kind of a media darling and um boy (laughs) that is who good actress yeah she is she's a good she's good at what she does she doesn't have to shy away from what she believes in when she speaks um yeah she's she's the total package so that's my celebrity spokesperson that's like mm. if my brand somehow morphed into someone who could be on a red carpet it would be jennifer lawrence so interesting that's a really interesting exercise too and like the other reason we do this is because celebrities are identifiable figures right like coming up with lists of adjectives can be helpful, especially if you're a word nerd like me, but for other people, it might be a little bit more challenging to wrap the brain around, you know, what, okay, I have these words now. Like what do I do with them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and also this is in part, I think asking people to, know themselves sometimes better than we do, you know, especially, um, especially as business owners, the, the, the real challenge with a business where, where, especially it's a busy business and Mm -hmm. you might be in a stage in business where you've got, um, you know, kids at home, you know, that kind of thing, you, you really start to lose a sense of your personal identity. You know, the things that I found interesting in my twenties, uh, I do not do those things anymore, you know, Correct. and, and when people ask me like, well, what, what is Torlando about? I, I go back to those things and I'm like, oh yeah, I like comic books and shows and wait a second. I don't read comics anymore. <laughs> I'm, I, I haven't gone to a show and how I was just late God. and my back hurts, you know, like I, I don't do any of that stuff anymore. You are
2: speaking to my soul right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it's like, oh my gosh, who am I now? I I work and I have my kids and I'm done with the day and and I just want to go to bed. And so I, uh, I
2: watched HGTV, I cook, I <laughs> sit on my butt with my cats, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I go to sleep.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not interesting anymore. So I could see that this, uh, this, this exercise being helpful because now I can, I can kind of set set my uh, existential crisis aside for a second, and then say, okay, who's the celebrity that's going to represent yeah. our company? You yeah, know, like I, also, I like it, that a lot, actually.
2: I don't know identifying these things about ourselves as brands like it should also be fun like i think it's really fun to explore who we are in the world as a business because it's really easy to be like everyone else um but i said it once and i'll say it again people people don't want to work with everybody else um Mm. i i maintain that you know, people shop, you know, like shop to an abusive level with Amazon or they buy <laughs> Nike shoes or they go to Starbucks because they don't feel like they have other viable options. Like mm. it's so easy for personality to be overshadowed by ubiquity, right? By like, this is just the default. This is the go-to whatever. And, um, I, it's fun to go back to your roots and really think like, okay, we're not just going to do marketing because we know that we have to be out there. Like, let's, let's be us. Like, why can't this be something that, you know, we can, and I, I get that marketing is going to be a slog for some people. No matter,
1: yeah, sure. No
2: matter how voicey it is, but right, like if if you are having a good time and creating content that aligns with who you are, other people will, the people that are meant to. Uh, you know, it connect with it and engage with it. They are going to gravitate toward it. They're going to sense that you enjoyed putting it together and that like a real person is behind this and they're going to, they're going to connect with it. They're going to raise their hand, make the call, bring you in. Rollers are set up colors on the wall. We're out the door.
1: Oh totally. Yeah. I I really agree with that. And I have a, a friend here in in town who's he's he's just got a local uh service business. It's it, he hauls um he just like hauls trash and like cleans gutters and stuff like that. And right on. And uh yeah. And he is needed. Year, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to do that stuff. <laughs> uh but he is he is just um so Unashamed in who he is, and he just puts it right into the stuff that he does. Last year, he made a uh, I, I know this guy threw like a B&I thing. Um, mm-hmm. he, he made this music video for his business. Uh, it was called this like, <laughs> Let Me Clean Your Gutters, and it was <laughs> new metal. <laughs> and he, he's, wow. he's, he's like standing on top of this roof and just like screaming and <laughs> okay,
2: like if, go, um, going back okay. into he's
1: like screaming and then going into the melodic and like.
2: <laughs> oh okay. So I need you to send that to me after we're done. Oh, I will. And also yeah. if a link to that does not show up in the show notes, I'm going to be very disappointed in you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it's incredible. Yes, <laughs> and I'm and like, I, wow. That's, that's he is an example. Just himself. Like,
2: <laughs> he does not give a single F if like people don't like that, like they're gonna hire somebody else to come clean their gutters.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but this is what you're getting, and I and I just love that. I just I just love yeah. it.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so you know, so that's that's an example of
1: yeah
2: how to. And my guess is he didn't put a ton of like really concerted effort into developing the brand ethos that informed the creation of that new metal music video um it probably flowed just effortlessly but he he followed his heart and i'm really proud of him (laughs) i cannot wait to watch this video um absolutely but once you have Cre- and, and by the way, like those, those two exercises, it's, it's not the only way to start defining your voice. Um, you know, there's, there are archetypes actually that I have only just begun to, to delve into, but, um, you know, it's, it's a really interesting way to kind of sp- Harry Potter's sorting hat your way into mm-hmm. uh, a bucket of, you know, different types of uh yeah, these, these archetypes are like the sage, the joker, um, Mm -hmm. like really kind of putting a persona of, uh, of like a character behind who your brand is. Um, it's something that I'm going to dive into a lot more because I think that's another thing that folks can really connect with. Um,
1: Mm kind
2: of like when they, like when you read your horoscope or you do like an Enneagram quiz, something like that, where you're like, Oh my God, that's me.
1: Like that—that
2: yeah. that can be a really comforting way to sort of start sliding into that personality of your brand, yeah. and then further define it for yourself. So, yeah. something to explore if—if um, if you hear archetype and you're like, "Ooh, that—that that makes mm-hmm. me feel fuzzy inside," I'm going to go look that up. Um, yeah. That's something that is going to uh, inform some of the modules in the uh, voice-related digital course that I'm creating uh, that won't be launching until next year. But um, I'm really fascinated by archetypes and I'm going to be doing a lot of homework around incorporating that into my teachings there um, because I I really do think it'll resonate.
1: Yeah. And what I'll say, Paige, because, you know, you're you're um, offering to help people kind of, you know, explore their brand voice and and kind of nail it down and lock it in, as you said. And I can tell you that um, at the last company that I was at where I was, um, you know, CMO, um, this was one of the early conversations that we had that as a company we could just not get together on. Um, I had an idea. The CEO had an idea. The CEO had idea. The yeah. de- product designer—they all had. Everybody had different ideas, yeah. and we literally could not get on the same page about how we were supposed to sound when yeah. putting out content. And it and it and it stalled the process. Like we couldn't it really can. It really did, and I and I think that that's you know that's maybe at worst, um, you know, if you don't have a strong brand voice. Um, at best you're just putting out content and it doesn't feel cohesive. It just doesn't, it's it doesn't. It's
2: throwing spaghetti at the wall. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and nobody, nobody pays attention to it. And I think that that's, you know, that's also really, really bad. And, and, and it can be expensive because especially if you start producing this content and then you put ad spend yeah, behind you're it,
2: you're buying ads. Absolutely. On
1: deaf ears. Right. Yeah. So, um, what so the, Paige, one of we, that wanna, we oh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, cause I, cause I want to make sure that people know about, about, uh, your uh, upcoming course and the, and the work that you do with people to help them find their brand voice. Um, where, where should we send them in order to uh, get connected with you?
2: So I have an email list that, uh, every week, every Tuesday, in fact, my most recent one just went on out before we started our conversation. I am sending out uh, stories, marketing insights, actionable tips, all kinds of good stuff um, that is on my website. It's pageworthy.com slash email dash subscribe. There
1: it is yeah. right on the
2: screen. <laughs> um, so so I I really hope, and s- some of the most frequent feedback I get um, isn't even necessarily on the content of the email it's like oh my god that subject line like i could hear you saying that out loud or like man i love the perspective that you took in this um so it was actually a lot of that feedback that led me to think wow voice is really important there are thousands of marketers um there are even hundreds of story brand guides who ostensibly do very similar work to what I do. And what has distinguished me is this voice that I developed over time and getting to a point of fearlessly putting it to use is the final step. Right. And, and I think, you know, brands will forever be figuring out the best way to do this. I think Um, you're, you're, your message is going to evolve your brand voice is going to evolve the platforms where your customers are hanging out those are going to evolve too um like it's it's all a work in progress it's all trial and error um it's you know it's figuring out the right ad spend it's that's one of the beautiful things about marketing right like yeah. it's it's ve- or or one of the horrifying things depending on <laughs> Here you are. But like, it's very fluid. It's very fluid. Um, so there's, there's a lot to talk about. Um, and,
1: yeah.
2: and actually using it in your writing. That's another thing that I'm really going to apply in the course, which I know I'm, I'm teasing really hard for something that isn't going to come out until sure. 2023. <laughs> in the meantime, I'm going to start injecting more tips about voice and figuring it out, using it, um, getting over the fear of it. Cause I think a lot of people are scared. Like, what if they don't like me? What if they unsubscribe? Um, Do I have to be funny? Like there's a lot of, of, doubt hanging over that. Um are you playing yeah. me out right now? Are you playing, are yeah. you the or, are you the orchestra literally playing the theme song to my movie right now? <laughs> Damn.
1: Paige, I'm just this getting
2: started, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, this is uh we are we are out of time, but this has been so good. So um okay. like uh, yeah, I mean, I expected nothing less than a genuine conversation and, and I got it. Uh, so thank you. Thank now, you so much. Awesome.
2: this was awesome. This was awesome. And, um, you know, uh, along with your Ask a Peer stuff, like, mm-hmm. my inbox is open. Like, if you get yeah. that newsletter, hit reply. Don't be a stranger. Like, I, I have bad boundaries. I will answer your questions. <laughs> so... <laughs> so um yeah and also awesome. I just I just love talking to people about this stuff. So thank you for having me and uh I hope I see some of your listeners over on my list.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Paige. All right. There we have it, folks. Paige Worthy, uh, wonderful person, wonderful guest to have on the show. I enjoyed that conversation. Um, You know, the thing that I think I'll I'll walk away with this is just a, a reminder and a commitment to be fearlessly authentic. Uh, I believe that authenticity in business is one of the keys to being fulfilled in business. I see so many people who um, they try to build a business where they are nearly running from it because they're trying to create some kind of a passive asset so that they can go on vacation, uh, you know, 300 you know 50 days out of the year. I don't think that's the point. I think the point of being in business is to enjoy your life, to enjoy what you do and to produce something in this world that matters. And I, and, and I can't do that without being authentic. Thank you so much for watching the show. Uh, Shout out to all of our industry partners. Um, If you are, again, if you're interested in, in hopping on a uh, free Ask a Peer session with me, I'd be happy to do it. Um, I also want to note that you can get my book Sprint, The Scrum Playbook for Paint, Trade, and Craftsman Professionals on Amazon.com. Just search for Torlando and it'll come up. Um, Until next time, folks, my name is Torlando and this has been Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts
0: are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners.